frustrated for various reasons that are valuable and at times even for simple silly reasons so with that frustration we try to do everything because the routine has to happen things have to go on we cannot put things to an end and we can't stop doing those things and with all this frustration we continue to do what you are asked to do we have been doing and that becomes so hard on us at our at times that really puts us down, that really presses us down to the ground. So life is not a straight road. You can put the next slide. Life is a road with tight bends. Life is a road with dead ends, junctions, uphills, downhills, and at times slippery conditions, potholes, and there are detour signs. Life is such a terrible thing just like when you hit such a road, when you see detour and it takes 20 kilometers you need to drive in order to reach the regular road, you are in pain because you want to reach your destination on time, but you see a sign of detour. We, at times we do see that in life. When we navigate through life and through all these challenges, there are dead ends where we feel that all the doors are closed. In front of us we struggle to know where to go which direction to turn because we see all the doors are closed there is no open door at all when we turn to Bible every child of God in the Word of God in the Bible they have gone through it at some point of time or the other in their lives Moses standing in front of the closed door of Red Sea David standing before Goliath in the closed door of the valley of Elah and Elijah standing before or sitting somewhere or lying down probably because it's Elijah right Elijah was standing in front of the brook Sherith when the river completely dried up and the ravens stopped bringing food for Elijah children of Israel were going round and round around the fort of Jericho but still the fort of Jericho seemed to be closed it's not opening Paul and Silas were put behind the closed doors and they were in prison. There are times we feel that we are behind the closed door. We are, we, do, we are unable to move forward. Disciples gathered together behind the closed doors because they were so afraid of the Jews after Jesus died, risen, after Jesus was risen. So we can go on and on and quoting people from Bible when they stood before a closed door. These closed doors, I would say, they are God moments. Can you say God moments? They are opportunities for God to do something in our lives. You know, in all the cases I mentioned, when they were standing before or behind a closed door, we see God opening another door on behalf of his people. There are times in our lives we stand behind a closed door and we wonder, Lord, where to go, what to do in this situation. But we trust a God, we believe in a God who is good in doing that. 
And if we ask you to raise your hands, there are many witnesses, in, even in this place, that you will raise your hand and say that many times the doors were closed, but, you know, finally God opened the door for me. Now, God is doing good. God is good at doing that. And even in this case, as I mentioned, you know, God opened the door of the Red Sea for children of Israel, for Moses to enter. God gave victory over the Philistines for David and Elijah. God asked him to get up and go to Zarephath and God commanded a widow to take care of Elijah. God opened the door, so God opened the forts of the Jericho to fall down and God made a way for his children. Prison doors were opened and Jesus came inside the closed doors when disciples were so afraid and gathered together. Closed doors in our lives are God moments. Can you say again, God moments? Today, many young people want to want God to tell them, or God to give them a full picture of their lives. They say, wouldn't it be nice if God can really tell me which college to go, if God can tell me which courses to take, and if God can tell me really whom should I marry, and if can, God can tell me really where should I live, and if God can tell me which company I should join and where I should retire and where I should die and get buried. It's good if God can tell us, but it doesn't really work that way. God makes us to come and stand before a closed door and wonder what I can do so that God can open a door of his choice. Can you say his choice? When we are frustrated, when we are standing before a closed door, we become inactive, but then, you know, God becomes active. We become powerless and God becomes powerful at that moment. We become clueless and God becomes so wise to know what to do. And God opens the door of his choice. Can you say his choice? Can you say out loud his choice? Amen. Amen. This morning, I would like to title my sermon as When One Door Closes. Can you read with me? When One Door Closes. When One Door Closes, God opens another door for us. Closed doors are not at all bad things. Because I already said, what are they? Closed doors are? Come on. Closed doors are? Out loud. Closed doors are? God moments. Are you not excited even to say that God moments? Can you say that with all the excitement? God moments? God moments, okay? So closed doors are God moments. They are moments of miracles. Some of us may be today standing in front of a closed door. Or some of us may be looking for an open door. Whatever the case may be, shall we just listen as the Lord speaks this morning? When a door is closed... This is what God is saying. If you can put the next slide, please. Number one, don't just wait in front of a closed door. Number two, look around for an open door. Can you read it with me? Don't just wait in front of a closed door. Look around for an open door. Number one, don't just wait in front of a closed door. Don't just wait in front of a closed door thinking that the door is going to open. How many years have you waited? It's good to wait in the Lord. But also, there are times we cannot afford to wait in front of a closed door forever. 
Life is short. And God wants us to not to wait in front of a closed door. Many times we are waiting in front of a closed door and waiting and waiting whether when the door is going to open. But it will not open. Alexander Graham Bell, a Scottish scientist, I really love him. His invention, inventions, he invented the basics of telephone, how telephone works. And he also founded and co-founded AT&T and Bell. The beginning of uh, 19s, 90s, 19, 20, 30, 40, maybe somewhere there. So this is what he said once. He just wanted to read his quote. Can you read it with me? When one door closes, another door opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we don't even see the one has opened for us. When one door closes, God opens another door. But we still stand in front of the closed door and cry and cry and we fast and we pray. And we are so blinded that we are unable to see another door which God had already opened for us. We are so focused on what is closed. Are you with me this morning? We are at times we are so focused on what is not happening in our lives. We what is not happening, what is not materializing in our lives. God wants us to come out of our, our disappointment so that he can show you the opportunity that God has put in front of us. When I was driving in India, people driving with me used to really make fun of me. And who is the most terrible person in that? Any idea? She really makes fun of me. When big trucks are parked in the side roads, not in the highway. So I used to think that they are parked in the stop sign. They stopped in the stop sign. And I used to just go and stand behind, thinking that the vehicle will move. But if we just wait for a moment and then that doesn't move at all. Then she'll ask me, why are you standing here? <laughs> I said, I won't wait waiting for the truck to move. There are times even I got so upset. I probably shouldn't have said this. <clears throat> I got out of the car. I mean, just to see. Got out of the car and went there and I found there is no driver. There is no driver there. That's not going to move. See, at times we are like this. We sit behind a closed door and we wait and we wait. It's not going to open. God closes doors in our lives for many different reasons. If God closed the door in our lives, it is for our good. Can you say good? Many times God protects us by closing the doors in our lives. Many times God protects us by cutting off people from our lives. Many times God protects our lives by not allowing to go into that particular place. If God closes a door, he may be telling us to redirect our attention. If God has closed our door, he may be telling us, just move on, why are you waiting, just move on. If God has closed the, closed the door in front of us, he may be telling us that, you know what, I have opened another door for you. There is another door which has already opened for you. But many times we stand behind the closed doors and we murmur and we complain and we knock at the door thinking that God is going to open. God had already shut those doors in your... This morning, I really do not know what it really means. 
But I believe that, you know, God, God is trying to tell something to you this morning. And I want you to grab that from the, with the help of the Holy Spirit. God has already shut the door in your life. You tried to meet that person in your life many times, but you know what? It never happened for a reason. You tried to go for that particular interview. You did that two times. You did that three, three times. Every time there was a traffic jam, you couldn't make it on time. That's for a reason. There are many things that you try, keep trying, keep trying in your lives, but it's not happening for a reason. Timothy joined Paul and Silas during the beginning of the second missionary journey. And as they were ministering, they just started to minister to people. God closed the door for Paul so that he won't go to Asia and Bithynia. But God opened the door for him to go to Macedonia. Can you read the scriptures with me? Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Now, when they had come through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by whom? By the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Can you ever imagine Holy Spirit stopping somebody and telling don't preach. Don't ever preach the word of God. Don't ever preach the gospel in this city. That's what happened to Paul and Silas and Timothy. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in that night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. How many of us sitting here, you never wanted to come to Canada, probably you wanted to go to Australia or United Kingdom, somewhere else. But God had a reason. For a reason, he has closed that particular door for you and he redirected you, he rerouted you so that we are sitting here today. Paul and Silas, the moment they realized that Holy Spirit did not want them to go, did I try to go there? Did I push forward to go there? Did I try to take another flight to go there? No. Are you with me? They decided not to go. You know, when God closes a door in our lives, he opens another door for us. You all remember the parable of the wise virgin and the foolish virgin. There are five. How many wise virgin? How many foolish virgin? Wow, very good. So you remember the five virgin wise ones, they went inside the banquet when the bridegroom came. And the door was shut. And the five foolish virgin, they went for buying oil, extra oil. And when they came back, they saw the door is shut, and they came and they knocked the door. Lord, can you open the door for us? Matthew chapter 25, verse 11 and 12. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Many times we stand behind the closed door and we pray, God, can you open the door? What was the answer? But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. God cannot even identify when we stand behind a closed door. And this morning God is telling us it is time to move on. It is time to take courage and step into what God is doing in your life, what God is opening on your way. 
Are we standing behind the closed door? When God closes one door, he is good at opening another door for us. Life is too short to wait behind the closed door. God wants us to look around for an open door. Number two, God wants us to look around for an open door. When one door is closed, God opens another door. Can you say another door? You know, many times we worry saying that, Lord, why nothing is moving? Why nothing is happening in my life? I try to take, put a lot of effort, but it doesn't seem to be working good. Why nothing is happening, Lord, in my life? Why everything is failing? I don't see any progress in my life. I came to this nation how many years before? But you know, Lord, nothing is happening. You know what? Remember, God is opening another door in our lives. And this morning, I want you to believe that God is opening another door in your life. Remember, the door that is so familiar to us can take us only to that familiar place. But there are new doors God opens in our lives. They will take us to those unfamiliar places where God wants us to be. I don't know what it makes sense to you in what way. But there are many doors God opens, but it's not familiar for you. But you know, that's where God wants you to go. The familiar door may take us to a place where people are known to us already. But when God opens a door... He will take us to a place and those people are not known to you but they are known to God already. How many of you just walked into, walked into this church without even knowing us? Yeah, thank you. Somebody would have seen us in the website or you know, somewhere else. But God knew us even though you don't know us. The same scenario, when you allow God to take care of you, take you somewhere, God knows the people who are there already there. God had already arranged the widow of Zarephath to take care of Elijah. And why do you worry about that? God would have already arranged something for you. When you came from your nation, you had nobody in this country to go, but then you know what God did? Arrange somebody to take care of you. Today, we are going to ask God, God, Open a new door for me. Open a new door for me. God has a higher plan for us. God has much higher plans for us. Because Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 and 9, for my thoughts. Can you read with me? My, for my thoughts. Can you read out loud? Are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Verse 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts how silly we are at times just keep on knocking the door that we know why don't you just allow it in the hands of god and ask god to open the right door for you right door for you many times we keep thinking about the door which was closed in front of us you know many times we worry saying that you know i would have really made it but you know what i just missed i just missed it Many times we worry about it, worry about the closed doors. By worrying about the closed doors, we lose the opportunity of entering into the door that God is opening. Because when we stand in front of a closed door, that memory is so fresh in our lives. In the year 2006, when I resigned my job, I was working in Bangalore at the time in India, I had just resigned my job from there 
12 years after our marriage, our whole belonging was reduced into a, to a car, which we drew from Bangalore to Chennai. But when I came to Chennai, even the car had to be sold. And after 12 years of marriage, you know, we had nothing, basically. No house, no job, no car. Then I appeared for the U.S. visa interview, and my visa was refused. Now, as we are standing before the visa officer, I think I shared this many times, teardrops were rolling in the cheeks of my son, Dan. He was at the age of 10 at that time. He just looked at our face, and he looked at the officer, and the teardrops were just rolling through his cheeks because he found, he thought there is something just, you know, miserable that's happening to our parents, my parents. And we, it was in that situation because we desperately, we need something. We went back home. The scene of turning back from the interview with our heads hanging down in shame and in disappointment. A closed door, totally closed. We sensed that the only one door that we were depending on, that even that was closed. But we serve a God who opens another door. As he says, if you can come with me to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 to 20, 18, to 18 and 19, what he says in a beautiful scripture of this context. Can you read that with me out loud? Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. How many of you allow your past to destroy your future? This morning I'm just asking this question to you. How many of you allow intentionally, willfully you allow your past to destroy your future? The scripture says, do not remember the former things. You know, I understand that life was ugly, that was miserable, that was a total failure, but why you need to allow your past to destroy your future? Don't you believe in a God who opens a new door for you, another door for you when one door is closed? He will do it for you. This morning I want you to believe, you know, we lose many of the God-given opportunities in our lives because we don't believe. Because we don't believe. Really, we don't believe. Do you feel that every door is closed? He's going to open a door for you. The best is yet to come. Can you say that with me? The best is, out loud, just believe it. The best is yet to come. Are you waiting for a new door to open? Do you think that all the other doors are closed? He is going to open a new door for you. Can you say that with me? He's going to open a new door for me. When God opens a door, Bible says no one can shut can you read the scripture and before we close? Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. God says, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it, for you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. If you are a little faithful to God, if you have a little faith in your heart, if you are a little faithful, little try to do something for God, you know what? God remembers you. God honors you. That's what exactly. Can you read the scripture again? Beautiful scripture. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. God wants you to trust in him. 
Whatever you think it's impossible, God wants you to trust in him. Just want to close this with this illustration, this life's real story. In the year 2009, we were in the US. Suddenly God prompted me to go and pray for a particular family. So we all went and we spent half a day in prayer with that family without knowing what that family is about to go through. We didn't know, we didn't have any clue at all. Just only a prompting. Very soon we came to know that she became sick. I can't name her. She became sick and she badly sprained her back and she was totally on bed. She can't do anything, any of the regular activities at home, any of the household activities she couldn't do. But soon later we had to move to Canada. But one fine morning she called us and she said, my husband left me. We didn't know that, we never had any clue. Few months later we heard from her saying that she was tested positive with cancer. So soon later she went through a mastectomy. The shame of being abandoned by husband, her husband, the pain of going through that separation and the physical agony caused by the deadly disease and also the weight of caring for two children, two sons. They are almost of Dan's age, a little smaller. She was pressed so hardly down. And Joy was in touch with her, praying for her and encouraging her almost every day. But her heart was just hard rock, full of bitterness, full of angry against, full of anger against her husband. She was also totally angry with God. Why God allowed that in my life? And she never liked joy. And she, she, she says, she, even though she didn't say it out loud, she said that later. Why this woman, why she doesn't have any other job in the, on the face of this earth? Why she had to call me every time and bother me every day with her prayer? And as mortgage could not be paid, the house paid, the house came for foreclosure. And loan could not be paid for the car, car was taken away. She was just literally on the streets. Closed doors. There's no way to move forward. All the doors were closed in her life. And as God's word was poured onto his heart, into her heart continually, spoken over her life continually, that seed started working in her life slowly. Soon she started looking for God to open another door. When every door is closed in your life, he said, look for another door that God may open. Maybe here, maybe there, maybe there, maybe there. Maybe that person, this person. Find out where God is opening the door for you. Just do not just sit idle and complain and complain. Find out what God is going to do. An employer in, the, in her church came forward to hire her. Church came around to support her. And finally she could find a vehicle, she could find a house and she started caring for her children. Today, after 12 years, she's living in full health. Can I hear an amen? She's living in full health and she's sharing her testimony. She's in a couple of online radio stations sharing her testimony, getting interviewed done of what God has done in her life. 
And today she is touching many lives, one-on-one, -on -one, talking to people, talking to women, encouraging them. You know what? When one door closes, that doesn't mean that we are coming to an end of our life. Do not think about it. Ask God to open another door. When God opens another door, no one can shut. Shall we all arise this morning as I summarize? Some of us may be standing here this morning in front of a closed door. And those who are listening to me this morning, you may be standing in front of a closed door. And you're telling that why the door doesn't open. And I'm here to tell you that the door is not going to open because the door is already shut. You need to move ahead. And some of us standing here, we are just desperately looking for another door to open. And God is telling this morning to keep an eye for an open door. God is going to open a door for you. Thank you.